to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney Cast Members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. In today's episode, I'll be chatting with Ryan, who sprinkled his pixie dust with Disney Entertainment. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Bradley. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I mean, let's just acknowledge that this is your second time with me <laughs> after wine. <Okay>. Day. <laughs> exactly. That was the dress rehearsal. This is the real thing. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming back. I'm so excited to chat with you all over again about this because I know everyone's going to absolutely love what you're going to talk about and the positions that you've had the opportunity to work in. So, um, before we get started, I'm going to say let's get into a little Disney quickfire. So, Ryan, tell me what your favourite Disney park in the world is. Disney park is going to be Animal Kingdom, no question about it. Okay, any any particular reason? Um, I just feel the immersion and the magic there. I love animals and it's just, it's also got my favorite show, which is like taking over your quick fire kind of thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just skip ahead to that. It's got my favorite show festival, The Lion King. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm always going to do the kingdom. Amazing. Love it. Well, now you said favorite show, let's go to favorite ride instead. Favorite ride is going to be Kilimanjaro Safari. Wow, so we're going all over the shop with Animal Kingdom. All, we love it. All over, all over with Animal Kingdom. It's basically my people mover. I can literally ride it over and over again and not get bored. I would always choose animals over animatronics too, personally. But, you know. <laughs> Favorite snack or drink in Walt Disney World? Ooh, that's going to be over in... Um, I'm actually going to switch over to Magic Kingdom now. Um, over in Adventureland, I always go for the um, the orange Fanta vanilla soft serve float that they have over in Adventureland. So good. Is it is it called a citrus swan or is that something different? I think it's something different. I literally just go, can I get the vanilla orange Fanta swirl or yeah. float? And being a diabetic, it's probably not the best thing for me to have, but oh, no. it's really worth it. Yeah, once in a while is all good. And you know, I'm not a massive, I'll be honest, this is controversial, but I'm not a massive Dole Whip fan. So it's a really good like alternative to yeah, like the exactly. pineapple. Yeah, my mom's a huge fan of Dole Whips. I'm like not a huge pineapple fan. So I'm always like, I'm going to go over here and get this. You get your Dole Whip and we'll meet in the middle. Love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. Pop into the tiki room while you're eating it, you know? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, final question for you in this quick fire, Ryan. If you could work in any position that you haven't worked in, in all across Disney property, what would it be? Oh, um, I think it would be pack. I think it would be the, um, the people that manage the crowds at, um, during the parades and shows and everything, because it still gives you a chance to experience the entertainment while still interacting with guests in a positive environment, just making sure everybody is safe, but still making sure everybody's having, having a good time and ready to go for the parades and the entertainment. And also, make, and also making sure that the performers are safe as well. Of course, because safety begins with us, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, Ryan, well, now we're in the Disney mood. Let's get into your Disney journey. So tell me where it all started. Where did your love for Disney start from and where did your love for performance start from? And how did that end up being an application to apply for the Disney company? Absolutely. So my love for performing really started when I was young. Um, I My first performance ever in front of a crowd, I was a the bluefish in the Dr. Seuss production of One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. When I was love it. in the third grade. And then I was like, oh, they're applauding for me. I enjoy that. So I'm going <laughs> to keep going. 
And then my love for Disney was really just when I was a child. Um, you can ask my parents, I would put on either The Lion King or Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast and just watch it on loops all day long. And my parents wanted to just rip the tapes out of the... <laughs> um, you go downstairs one day and just all the tapes are like, like you, it's like the dog the, ate it, I promise. Just out of the tapes and it's just... yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, I can see I overstepped my boundaries on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the performing and Disney really started to go hand in hand, especially when I auditioned for the company. Because, you know, when I, when I started my training, Disney wasn't even on the radar. Because um, I, I trained as a, to be a professional ballet dancer. Um, I was dancing in Boston for two years and decided to take a little break from dancing and everything like that. And it was just like, I need a new outlook um, because being a ballet dancer and being a dancer in that specific type of field for so long, you really do get burned out. And I was just like, I need a new inspiration. I need something new that I can work with. And then all of a sudden I'm living with my parents in South Carolina and my dad sends me a link to a Disney audition. And I was like, no, cause I had another job at the time. I was like, no, I, I'm not probably not going to be able to get off of work. It was, and I, it's a five hour drive. I have to find a hotel The auditions in two days. And my dad was like, do you want this or not? Do you want to do this or not? Cause you're not living in my house forever. <laughs> and it's like, and do you really want to be living in my house forever? Because <laughs> that was a no to both of those questions or that was a yeah. yes to the first one, no to the second one. Yeah. And I, so I, grabbed my stuff, packed, left work that day, drove five hours, got into the hotel at 1 a.m., um, went to the audition the next day and was able to, you know, get through the rounds and the rest is basically history as far as, you know, Disney and performing goes. So was that your first audition for the company and it was a successful first audition? That is correct. And wow, I, that, and is, that is, that is, that doesn't like, happen. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I'm grateful, but also like, it's just something that happened, you know? It's You're it's, a humble, you're a very humble person, right? I know from luck. It's something that say, doesn't happen every now and then. Literally. And do you know what though? It is, it, sometimes it is hard to bite the bullet and it's easy, especially as entertainers, performers, creators, we all get knocked down so many times at some point in our careers, COVID being one of them right now. Um, yeah. But it is a case of just, fighting the bullet and saying you know what what have I got to lose yeah I'm gonna be up late and I have to pay for a hotel but at the end of the day it's it's literally paved the way for your entire career it really has and you know I have my parents to thank for that because they are the ones that shoved me into my car and said you're going to this <laughs> so love it well yeah yeah I mean from there you you auditioned for Disney was the audition for a particular role or was it was it just like entertainment pool it was for parade performers they were cool. really looking for parade performers so every everything from Foff to my side to just looking for movers to add to their repertoire that is um, I mean we're gonna get on to all of that in just a second because it's crazy but but um but yeah I mean had you been to the parks as a kid or was it something that was I'm guessing being close in South Carolina that you would have done I actually grew up in Connecticut. Um, okay, so a little bit further away then. <laughs> yeah, I lived, in, I lived in Connecticut for most of my life. I moved down to South Carolina when I was 23. Um, two years out of college, I moved down um, after living in Boston for two years. 
And I actually didn't get the chance to go to the parks for the first time until I was 17 years old. Wow. Coming to a national dance convention here. Um, so I didn't get the chance to experience Disney World as much as other people did. So yeah. when I got here, I really took advantage of the fact that I was working in such a magical place. And I was like, well, I got my main entrance pass. Let's yeah. uh, see what I missed out on. That's the way to do it, you know? Like, if, you, if you're going to explore, explore explore with the perks, explore with the benefits. I missed my main entrance so much. That was <laughs> that is the holy grail of life. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into the positions that you ended up working in. Um, and I mean, we're going to go as chronologically as possible, but I know with entertainment, you guys are all over the place when it comes to working in one parade and another location and stuff. So where did it all begin? What was your first, what was your first um, position with the company? I got brought in to do the uh, first, uh, I got brought in to first learn the Main Street Trolley Show. That's wow. what they literally said to me, we want to bring you in as for our Main Street Trolley Show. And I was like, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, it's a <laughs> didn't realize that it's literally one of the pinnacles of Walt Disney World Entertainment, like people yeah. work their entire careers to be brought in for the Main Street Trolley show and to be brought in to learn that show first is just like the biggest honor I could ever imagine. Yeah, I mean, it is, It like you said, I think it is, when I, when I, I've been saying, with, with COVID and everything that's happened, I actually said to a friend um, the other day, if I could give you like an hour and a half in the Magic Kingdom just to roam Main Street, sit on the hub grass for a bit, watch the trolley show, see the Dapper Dance, like, or, or have three fast passes for like the biggest rides in Magic Kingdom, what would you choose? And they said the rides, and I was like, absolutely not. I was like, the rides can come at some other point. I just want to be sitting there on Main Street, on the curb, with a Starbucks, just watching all the entertainment and watching people go by. And a show like the Trolley Car Show is exactly what I think of when I think of Disney World and that's like this isn't just a theme park this is a fully immersive experience that includes things like this but wow what a performance and what a complicated one as well you guys there must be so much rehearsal in and processing to do with with this particular role right yeah there really is um the rehearsal process um takes about a week and a half to two weeks, depending on how big of a, of a cast we bring in. Um, yeah. My cast had um, two different casts, which is uh, five or six couples. So you have to learn, we call them tracks, and that's each spot in the show. You have to be prepared to go to each track, perform it to the, to the quality that they want, but you also have to be able to work on a moment's notice because we never know when a couple is gonna leave and you have to move into their spot and you have to be fully prepared to take over from track three to track two on the other side of the trolley, which is, you know, it's just thinking on your feet. It's making sure yeah. that you're always prepared for every single uh, situation that could happen. But going back to what you were saying about how immersive Trolley Show is, I also think it's such an important show for the Magic Kingdom because for a lot of people, the Main Street Trolley Show is the first taste of Disney entertainment that people get when they come to Walt Disney World because the first park that a lot of people wanna to go to is the Magic Kingdom. And when you walk through those gates and the first thing that you see is us dancing at the train station, it's just such an experience that, you know, no other show is going to 
there's no other show that has performers right at the front entrance of the park you know singing and dancing like it's not it's not not to like not to i mean obviously the orchestra that plays on main street is incredibly talented and the dapper downs are great but you guys are like it's almost like you've just grabbed this stage that are the trolley cars and just gone bang here we are welcome right exactly and what's so great afterwards is that we do um, small meet and greets after the park. It's not like, it's not like we are getting back onto the trolley and riding away. We're interact. We get the chance to interact with guests. We get a chance to yeah. do our own meet and greets and stuff like that, and sign autographs and everything like that. So it's really an immersive experience for the guests. It's not we are bringing entertainment to them. They're not coming to entertainment. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I mean, how many how many tracks are there that you would have to learn? Throughout, um, well, originally we learned five, um, three on one side of the trolley and two on the other side. But um, we, during the year, especially our first year, we actually ended up with six couples during the bigger times, like 4th of July, Easter, we would add a, a, um, a sixth couple. And wow. Christmas. so we would be prepared to um, just have three couples, five couples, uh, four couples it's just being prepared for constantly all. changing yeah exactly. wow and I mean on as much as this is quite a daunting role to go into because there is so much expectation from the keynotes but also like you said from these people that may have never been to the park sport it's the first thing they see I'm guessing it did probably set you up quite well for whatever you were going into next it's a pretty high standard so at least whatever you do go into next you're like okay I performed on Main Street in front of Cinderella's Castle. Like, whatever I do next surely can't be that much harder. So what, what was the next step for you, Ryan? The next was uh, Highland in Festival of Fantasy, which you say couldn't get any harder. And then <laughs> uh, Highland fling uh, choreography, which granted isn't terrible. It's just doing it over and over again 23 times is the... Uh, it's it's definitely builds up your stamina it's such yeah. amazing choreography but it's also it's scottish it's legitimate scottish dancing and it's you know they want us to do it right because you, you get the people um that come in from scotland that know how this works that know yeah. what this dancing is supposed to look like and we do not want to um make them think any less they want, we want to show them that we are taking this seriously. We are training them to dance it correctly. And, and it is, I, D- Disney does like thrive off its authenticity. I mean, obviously taking World Showcase, for example, as much as you have to generalize to some extent with certain things because you couldn't fit everything into one pavilion or into one section of the parade. Um, but it does do its best. Like, it's something that people should know that it's, it, like you said, this isn't just us going, oh, we're going to be Scottish for this parade. It's like, no, we're going to study this and we want to give everything we've got to it. Exactly. We want to make, we want to give people the most immersive experience possible. We want you to feel for that 30 seconds that Merit is passing by that you guys are in Brave, that you guys are in Scotland, you know, fighting, shooting for your own hand, as she would say. There we go. There we go. Sophie would be proud. (laughs) I know, right? Um, But with, with with the parades and actually with the trolley show as well, one thing I have to bring up is Florida Heat. <laughs> um, 
How, what was it, obviously, well, actually, you were in Connecticut for a large part of your life. So then to move down to South Carolina, you'd start to experience what this heat was like a little bit more and humidity. But then put on a massive costume and, like you said, 23 times have touched the sky and you're like, whoa. How, how do you manage that? How do you cope with that? Um, we do have, I don't want to give away all the secrets. Oh, um, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, we have, we have ways, we have what are called contingencies. Right. for our choreography depending on how hot it gets outside yeah so we are able to bring down or bring up the choreography to make sure right. that everybody is staying safe because obviously we want to make sure no one has heat stroke or anything like that with how hot it is outside but we want to make sure that we're not taking away from the parade we're just making it a little bit easier for our cast members so that everybody is safe but everybody's still enjoying the parade and making sure of that giving guests what they paid to come in to see crazy honestly like one experience in festival fantasy is legendary for however long it is still on at the moment right or, or well, at least when parades come back the plan is for festival fantasy to come back i'm pretty sure that is the plan right now yeah, yeah. the plan right now um i mean i will say i've forgotten the name of the one in disneyland in over in california what's magic, it magic happens yes magic happens like i'm 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 such a huge fan of that parade and I'm just, I love Festival of Fantasy, but I'm like, give me some cocoa, give me some frozen tea, give me some Moana, like I'm all here for it. So, um, so you've done, so you've done, you're very Magic Kingdom centric. Was at this point you thinking, okay, I want to branch out to other parks or other roles or was it like, no, this is, I'm just, I'm happy doing this. I'll see wherever they throw me next. That's, yeah, basically wherever they threw me next and what they threw me into was move it, shake it, dance and play at Street Party. Um, so cool. I, didn't really I didn't really have a chance to breathe. Like once I got done with one rehearsal process, I'm immediately thrown into the next one. I was actually in the rehearsal process for FOF when they called me for the Maisai one. They were just like, we're gonna teach you as much stuff as possible and get you going because we, 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 we feel it. We feel it with you. So we're going to get you learning as much as we can. That is crazy. And I mean, I'm pretty sure you must be a big MySci fan, right? Like it is a pretty legendary parade. Dance and play it will always have my heart as my favorite MySci. Yeah. I was going to dance it. I didn't, I wish I got the chance to do celebrate it, but dance and play it was just my absolute favorite show. I didn't even know that Mouska Dancer was a thing. I think maybe even until the first time we recorded this, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> they changed it? I'm so sad. But um, it's it's been such a crazy journey in the Magic Kingdom for you, especially as someone, because a lot of the cast members we do have on have been like, they, they, they went to the parks when they were like, but, as early as they can remember, five years old or whatever. But this was like a... This was as much as it was very much like I'm a big Disney fan. I love Disney. This was also very performance led, this career path, which I love as well, because it proves that you can mold your interests and your passions together. Um, what so going on from my side, was there a next thing before COVID or was that the last thing that you did before COVID? So I um, after my side, I did a couple of um, the dance parties. The um, Incredible Tomorrowland Expo had a uh, thing called super party time over at the Tomorrowland stage where I was one of the um, facilitators helping kids with the games and stuff like that but nice. the next big dancing thing that I got the chance to do was actually um, the Christmas parade as a court dancer which I was just like oh boy I would that was like one of the things that I wanted to do because I watched that parade on ABC 
on Christmas, like getting, and now I get the chance to wear that costume. It was just like huge for me, especially, especially with my parents being so close, they were able to come down for, to oh see it. And that was really the first, cause they came to see me do Incredibles and my side, but this was like the first big thing that they got the chance to see me do. And it was such a huge moment for me because, you know, like I said, growing, like I grew up watching that parade on Christmas and everything like that. That was yeah. that my family and I would bond over. We would watch a Christmas parade on Christmas morning, make cinnamon rolls, open presents. That was like, that was our thing. So now that I, saw, I literally saw them wearing that, those costumes 10 years ago. Well, something like that, um, close to that. And just like from the people that I got to dance with to my partner, who was just absolutely incredible to work with. It was just like a combination of just everything that I wanted from yeah. Disney Great. Definitely. It's, and also you've done Halloween party as well, right? Yeah, I just did. I did Halloween party uh, 2019 as a day. Again, like iconic. Like you've just, I, it is literally, it has been one, one step like one thing after the other, you have gone in all guns blazing. And again, like I said, I really have to reiterate for everyone that's listening to this. You are like one of the most humble people I've ever like spoken to. You are so, um, as much as you take pride in, in the roles that you do, you also are like, I like, I'm just me at the end of the day. This is, and, and that's what's so important is when you do get these breaks, it's about remembering that like, where did I come from? Where did I start? And like, this is where I am now. So to come full circle, and I mean, we're going to touch on now what the next step is. Um, but before we get to that, obviously COVID-19 um, was a blow for all of us. Um, but over at Disney, especially um, Disney Entertainment, it was it was a very rough time. How did everything play out for you, Ryan, with regards to COVID? Um, well, during uh, COVID, I um, was not working um obviously um i didn't end up going back to having a job until around september um and it was it wasn't performing it was a regular job i got a job over at a trampoline park um which was like uh, y- yeah um yeah you know do you, want to, do you want me to teach you some like some of them maybe shake it like can we play some um like exactly. so you hear or something? exactly <laughs> I was like oh okay um stayed there for a little while realized it wasn't what I wanted to do left uh the second week of November um spent some time just you know chilling trying to get my body right my body had come into a little bit of trouble um gaining a little bit of weight from not performing um and then after uh, the Christmas break, I ended up getting a job over at a place called the Orlando Tree Trek, which is an aerial adventure course that they have basically a big ropes course over near my house, which was a little bit cooler because I was able to get myself a little bit more in shape. It was basically just physical activity the whole time. And then I ended up getting a call from Disney saying, hey, you're on the list. We're bringing you back as a slide operator at Blizzard Beach, which I was like, I will take it. Yeah, <laughs> different, but exactly. fine. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. And uh, so we started uh, beginning of March and we're still there, but we're hopeful that, you know, fairly soon, especially with things opening back up, that we will uh, get to a uh, party up once again. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this, um, the, you said to me right before we started that um, day of recording, first day of Festival of the Lion King opening back up, which is yes. crazy. Like to think uh, that my whole I, I said, I said to you before we started as well, that like the last time we had this call, everything was still very doom and gloom. Like nothing's ever going to come back at this point. Like who knows? Exactly. And now we're like, the fact that we are, we're here, like today is the day that, one of Disney's most popular shows, if not its most popular show, is oh. ready to ready to take the stage once again, which is just incredible. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that you wanna you wanna stay with the company and that you're gonna just keep performing for them, right? That's that's the main goal. I want to. I love what I do here. I love getting the chance to see the smiles on faces of so many people. Because what's so great about Disney and what I was missing from everywhere else that I was, was that um, in ballet companies and everything like that, you're in the rehearsal process for a couple months and then you perform maybe five or six times and then you go into another rehearsal process. This one, you're, you get to perform every single day for thousands of people. You get yeah. to make magic every single day for so many people that might not, this might be their only chance to make see magic you know you don't know where everybody comes from so it's all about making the magic for every single person that walks through those gates and it's really just such a gratifying experience for me and it's such a great thing to be able to work with such awesome people as well from my fellow performers to the maintenance choreographers to the managers to the people that the are in are controlling the crowds and everything like that there's such a team there's such a family that goes behind the scenes and it's just such an incredible experience that I want to experience for as much as long as possible brilliant well I am so excited for you to get back doing what you do best so soon I know it will be soon like I said today is that silver lining we've been waiting for um before we wrap up I'm gonna ask you a few hard questions the first one oh. is um what has there been I know that as a performer, it can be hard to have that one-to-one interaction. But like you said, as on the trolley cars, you're quite lucky you got to have these meet and greets. Has there been a memorable guest experience you've had while working with the company? Um, I, not a specific experience, but I love seeing little ones come in wearing our costumes. Um, we have so many ch uh, kids that come to trolley wearing their own trolley costumes. Oh. We have kids come in their own Maasai costumes, Faf costumes. And it's just like, I love seeing the, just the magic in their eyes when it's like, hey, I'm wearing the same thing as you. Wow. Like yeah. it's, and even, and just to be able, and I see them doing our choreography as well. I was going to say, you can be like, you take track four. I'm going to, I'm going to pop to the I, bakery. I, 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 when we have little, little ones come in, we have a, we have some little girls that come in and I literally say to them, all right. Uh, I'd say to my partner at trolley, I'm like, all right, go take a break. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to teach you the choreography real quick. To go in for you. And she's like, okay, sounds good love to me. I just it. love when kids come in wearing our costumes and you can see the magic in their eyes, especially when they get to talk to someone wearing the exact same costume as them. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. And you know what, that, because a lot of, a lot of kids will, that haven't been to the parks before, will go and they're obviously so excited to see Mickey, Minnie, 
the princesses. But then the fact that, that there are kids out there that are that also are looking up to performers in these original shows is just so so incredible, right? It's, it, it really, just makes that it, it really validates what the parks are there for, and that is just to make magic. Exactly, and they make as much magic for us as we do for them. Definitely. Well, second hard question out of three. Highlight of your time with the company so far, Ryan? Um, it has been Learning Festival of the Lion King. Um, it was actually the last show I learned before COVID, but it was the show when I first saw it, when I came here in 2018, I was like, okay, this is exact. This is the show that I want to do. If I don't yeah. do if I don't learn anything else and I just learn this show, I will sleep like a baby because yeah. Festival of Lion King, I didn't get a chance to say this in the last one. Um, yeah. It's a combination of every single thing that makes entertainment so great here at Walt Disney World. Singing, dancing, acrobatics, pyro, audience participation, characters, puppeteers, everything that makes entertainment, Disney entertainment, is put into one show and yeah. it's no other show on property does it like the festival of lion king does yeah i mean i know that when we do our quick fires with our with our guests everyone is festival of lion king animal kingdom because it is just like you said it's all of those things just put into one perfect product with with obviously the music of, a, of an absolute classic um is festival of the lion king something that you may go into eventually again i'm fingers crossed i don't want to yeah. say anything further than that right. but fingers crossed yeah uh, hopefully go back to the roles that i had and hopefully possibly move on with my ballet training to something a little bit more spreading Got my you. way lovely love it i can't wait i can't wait for all of that stuff but like you said that we'll leave that for part two in, in like a year's time right absolutely 100% <laughs> love it um well my last question for you Ryan it's a question that we've started asking all of our guests on the podcast now um a little bit juicy we love to spill the tea on confessions so what is your deepest darkest Disney confession Ryan oh I'm gonna get so much shade for this one <laughs> I am not a Star Wars fan Wow. I do not like Star Wars. Like at all. Like where I watched two of the movies and I I can't get into it. No. Oh I know, God. I know, Brad. I know. I are we was... even are we even talking Mandalorian here? Have you watched Mandalorian? I have not watched Mandalorian. I'm sure. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Bradley's about to have an aneurysm. Uh I told you I had a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Okay, but Galaxy's Edge, right? You've got to give it the... the I, I give my props to Galaxy's Edge 100%. It yeah. is absolutely amazing. But the movies, Brilliant. I just... I haven't been able to get into. Fair enough. Would you know what? Like, each to their own. And um, I will no longer be getting you back for part two. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'll do my research. Yeah. <laughs> But no, Ryan, it's been such a pleasure having you back. And I feel like the, the best part about these re-recordings is, is there are things that we forget to talk about the first time. And then we're like, oh, wait, we can talk about a bit more this time. So honestly, oh, thank you so much for coming back and um, sharing your journey with us. And I'm so excited for whatever is next for you. Thank you so much, Brad. I really appreciate having to uh, being back with you guys. It's awesome to uh, <laughs> talk about, you know, Disney, whether it's me or just parks or everything like that. It's just... 
it's so cool to be able to talk about my journey and hopefully inspire other people to start their journeys. It definitely will. So I just want to say one more huge thank you to Ryan, everyone. Woo! <laughs> um, but this has been another episode of Confessions of the Disney Castle. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.